What up? Welcome to Frag Chat with the Fragrance Chick. I am your host, the self-proclaimed Fragrance Chick, Sarah. Yes, I know the title is repetitive, um, but it's also alliterative, and I can appreciate that. Um, this is our first episode, so welcome, welcome. Um, you will be subject to all of the awkwardness this entails because I have never done a podcast before and this is super intimidating and I don't know how I'm going to be able to listen back to edit um, without recoiling at the sound of my own voice. So this will be a journey for us all. Um, I created this podcast so I could have a place to nerd out about fragrance. Um, While I have some friends that uh, do like to wear perfumes and fragrances, I don't know if they really want to talk about it at length. Um, So I thought I would talk to myself about it at length and put it out into the ether that is the internet. Uh, A little bit about me. I wanted to clarify some things before we got into it. I am not in the fragrance industry. I'm not a nose, which is industry parlance for the person who comes up with the scents for a particular fragrance house. I'm not definitely not that. I'm not... Um, a marketer for any sort of um, fragrance house. I'm not affiliated at all in the industry. In fact, my day job is that of an internet marketer for online schools. Very glamorous, as you can uh, tell. Um, I'm just an enthusiast, and that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be an informal chat about you know what we're wearing, fun things that are happening in the news regarding fragrance, all of that good stuff. Um, If you're looking for an in-depth technical analysis of a particular perfume's notes, um, sorry for you. It's, uh, (laughs) I'm not that uh, talented. Um, While I'm getting better at identifying different notes in a fragrance, um, I still have a long way to go. Chemistry is not my thing. I don't really know how I passed it in high school. And uh, so there you go. Um, I'm just an amateur, but... I do love fragrance. So without further ado, let's get into it with Scent of the Week. All right, so this week I am wearing Gucci Guilty Absolute Parfum. Um, French speakers, I'm sorry. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of names. Uh, Hopefully I will get better. I will strive to get better as uh, this podcast continues to go along, but... Um, You're going to have to bear with me while I awkwardly stumble through um, the first few episodes until I get my pronunciation down. Um, Anyway, according to Gucci's website, uh, these are the product details. Um, Born out of a special collaboration between creative director Alessandro Michel and master perfumer Alberto Morillas, Gucci Guilty Absolute Parfum is created using a particular blend with a structure that remains unchanged from the time it is applied to the skin. Goldenwood is complemented with a mysterious note of blackberry, creating a non-traditional chipri, C-H-Y-P-R-E, I have no idea how how the hell to pronounce that, Um, fruity fragrance for a contemporary woman. The fragrance's composition is intensified with patchouli oils and Bulgarian rose. Um, The main ingredients, uh, it lists four key ingredients that work in what it calls a special linear structure, and those are blackberry, goldenwood, Bulgarian rose, and patchouli. 
I actually bought it this week. This is a new one for my collection. Um, I got one of those sweet Ulta 20% off coupons that can be used with fragrance and prestige makeup brands. Um, FYI, if you see one of those pop into your um, inbox, use it if you can. Or give it to a friend if you can't find a use for it. Because those things are like gold. And they don't come out with them all the time. Although sometimes it feels like it. But anyway, um, I wanted to treat myself to a little Christmas perfume purchase so I went in um, I spent approximately the next half hour to 45 minutes spritzing everything on in the store I just couldn't find something that was resonating with me it was all super florally or powdery or florally and powdery and I'm just wasn't in the mood I've been really into kind of the woodsy spicy oriental musky sexy fragrances so I was hoping to go um, get something along those lines and I was about to get up when I spritzed on this Gucci Guilty Absolute and um, let it sink into my skin and uh, after a few minutes I kept going back to smell and I couldn't get enough of it and I thought this was the one this was the one that was destined to come home with me so I did um, and when I got home, I kind of thought, uh, when I was in the store, I thought it smelled very familiar to a fragrance I already owned, um, one by Anik Gutel. Again, I don't, that's probably a terrible pronunciation, I'm sorry. Um, but that uh, fragrance is called Rose Pompom. Rose Pompon. Um, I purchased that back in Paris earlier this year, and it had a nice, uh, crisp, clear fragrance from the get-go. Um, it was rose base as well. Um, and I thought it smelled very similar to that. And I almost, I kind of freaked out because I was like, I know I did not s just sit here and at Ulta and sniff like 327 fragrances trying to find one. And I ended up buying almost an exact dupe of a fragrance I already own. Like, come on. Um, so when I got home, I still had the sample that I had spritzed on the inner corner of my elbow um, from the Gucci Guilty. So I spritzed uh, the other arm with the Rose Pompon, let that dry down. And I have to say, comparing the two, the Rose Pompon is way more lighter. Like it has a lot of the same notes. It actually shares a few um, similarities as Gucci Guilty. And I'll go into those uh, right now. According to uh, Google's website, the notes found in Rose Pompon are Bulgarian Rose Essence, uh, Tafe Rose, Peony, Black Currant, Raspberry, Pink Pepper, Woody Cedar, Patchouli, White Musks, um, and that's it. And while there are a few overlapping notes, I'm not gonna lie, uh, the Bulgarian Rose, Patchouli, um, and not quite the same, but you know, Gucci Guilty's got Blackberry, Rose Pompon's got Black Currant, um, there are very similar and overlapping notes. But what I found out on the dry down is that Rose Pompon is crisper and cleaner than Guilty Absolute. I think it's the pink pepper um, that kind of balances out some of those, that cedar and the patchouli, whereas Guilty Absolute is way more woodsy and it's a little bit of a darker um, scent, a little bit more sexy. Um, and then after kind of realizing that, I step back from the ledge and calm down and was glad to know that I didn't spend, you know, 70 bucks on uh, the same exact dupe of a fragrance I already owned. Um, 
so yeah, so I like to think of it as rose pompon is more of like a spring, um, a spring scent. It's got kind of that fruity floral, little crisp, little edge feel, whereas Guilty Absolute is like its brooding older sister, and that's definitely more of a fall and winter scent. Um, so yeah, I love it. I want to bathe in it. Um, I'm wearing it all this week, and I've already gotten one compliment on it from somebody at work so it's a great scent if you want to add something that's a little bit darker this time of year to your um, fall fragrance wardrobe all right so let's see what kind of um, headlines fragrance is making in the news currently uh, first article I have up uh, to discuss is from image magazine um, this is an Irish uh, fashion and beauty mag so what up to image and on my irish bitches um the article's called how are perfume sales performing in the digital age when you can't smell the internet um basically it's talking about how beauty has really evolved we're doing a lot more of our beauty purchases online um i know i am super guilty i shouldn't say guilty because buying online is super convenient but um, I have purchased from Ulta, Sephora, Urban Decay, um, especially when you get them coupon codes. Hell yeah. Um, and sometimes you're just too excited and you can't wait to go into the store or wait for it to come into a store. Um, like me with Urban Decay Cherry, that when that eye palette dropped, I bought that so quick. I have never bought a beauty product like when it was debuted from the company's website direct so when that palette came out it dropped the first where it dropped was on urbandecay.com obviously and then I think a few weeks later um it was scheduled to go into like Alton Sephora and mama couldn't wait uh, like two or three weeks I had to get it now so I snatched that bad boy up and I do not regret it because it's awesome but anyway, um, I'm just one example of many uh, people who are going to different sites and purchasing a lot of uh, beauty, especially with the rise of YouTube influencers. It makes it that much easier because you can research a product, watch a video about it, and then go to the website, clickety-click, clickety-clack, and you've bought a product. However, uh, perfume has kind of struggled to catch up because you can't smell fragrance through the internet. Um, you may repurchase a fragrance you already own after you finish it, um, or you may purchase it as a gift. You know a specific fragrance somebody wants to um, own, and you might, you know, so you might can purchase that online. But typically, if you're looking for a new perfume to add to your collection, or you're a newbie and you want to get into fragrance, you don't know where to start, you know, nothing can um, substitute for the experience of going in a store and talking to a sales associate and spritzing on your skin to see how it's going to react with your skin chemistry and all of that good stuff. Um, so yeah, so perfumes had to get creative with their marketing. So if you'll recall, you know, we can all conjure up an image of an ad. We've seen it one time for a fragrance of like a beautiful woman, like dressed in a ball gown with all these like elaborate, jewelry and earrings and all of that crap hanging from her neck and her in her ears and she's like running around Paris or running to the Eiffel Tower or running around in a ballroom or conversely we might see a lady like on the beach and she's bronzed and golden and she's like rolling around on the sand with a young man who's equally bronzed and golden and you're wondering oh is this an ad for you know a bathing suit what is it and then it's like some perfume and you're like okay I didn't didn't see that coming, but whatever. Um, 
those types of images don't really fly anymore because in today's society because we're all about politically correct you know being politically correct um we, we're all about inclusivity we're all about um not being misogynistic or homophobic or any other obic you know words you can think of to add in there um so they've had to shake it up so now they're switching to empower empowered females um, so actresses such as Lupita Nyong'o, uh, she's the face for Calvin Klein women. Um, I think Dakota Johnson is makes up the Gucci girl gang. All these uh, recognizable faces, but instead of being associated with maybe like a, a sex symbol image, they're associated with empowerment, um, which is cool. And so that's one of the ways they're switching it up. Um, another thing that's how the internet's kind of changed the fragrance industry and how it does business is that uh, niche brands can actually get launched easier, you know, because the internet kind of levels the playing field. So whereas before niche brands, unless you lived in the town where a particular niche brand was headquartered, you might not be able to get your hands on it. But now with the internet, you can just go online and you know look up a brand that you may have heard about from a friend, um, go online, go to that brand's webpage, um, e-commerce store, purchase a, purchase a product to buy, and bada boom, bada bing, you got a niche fragrance. Especially because now, because niche fragrances are really hot. Um, so yeah, but I mean, but even with that, they still are trying to fight for um to have that physical presence in the store because again, nothing beats just going up to a counter and spritzing on the perfume to get a sense of how it's going to smell on you. Um, but there are ways to get around this, and you might have seen some of these things. Uh discovery sets, you know, Sephora's got those um sets where you can buy like 10 samples of a perfume and then whichever one you like, you can exchange it for a full-size bottle. Um, you can also purchase samples um, from, I think, FragranceNet. A lot of people purchase them from there. Um, a lot of uh, independent perfume companies let you purchase samples um, from their site with the same deal as Sephora. Like you purchase a sample and... Um, whatever, however much you paid for a sample, you can exchange for a bottle or get so much money off of a full bottle, whatever. Um, so that's a kind of a good way to get around that not being physically present. And then you can, and then you can have that experience of being in your home, trying on a sample over a few days, so you can see how it's going to wear. And you, that's something you can't get in a store, especially if you're like me and you have no chill and no patience and you want to take something home now. Um, and the most you can wait is maybe 15 minutes to see how a uh, scent will wear, um, which is might be stupid. I don't know. But anyway, that's that. Um, fair pricing. I've seen a lot of this going on to um, a brand called Fleur. Uh, brings to mind. I've actually purchased from Fleur. They're very transparent about uh, being fairly priced about their bottles, um, their ingredients that they use, how they're quote-unquote clean. Um, so if you have allergies, you should be okay. Um, and aside from distinguishing themselves from, you know, the mass-produced mall scents. Um, so... Yeah, so that's where a lot of these things are going. And it makes sense because if a customer doesn't think that you're trying to swindle them and you, all you just want is their money, that creates brand loyalty. And that customer's more likely to purchase from you um, in the future. Um, there's also creative approaches that these are more outside the box um, that they're trying to do to kind of make up for this internet boom we're seeing. And it still involves kind of a physical approach. So, um, 
uh, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry, guys. Thierry Mugler. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to let YouTube pronounce it for me. Stand by. Thierry Mugler. Yeah. Did you get that? Um, anyway, him. He's got, you know, refill stations. I've seen him in Ulta, too. Um, refill stations. So if you buy a bottle of, like, Angel or Alien, um, you can go to different spots and get it refilled. And that reduces on um, waste environmentally, especially. You know, we're all about saving the environment these days, apparently, um, between, you know, the metal straws and, you know, biodegradable packaging, this and that. Um, so that's kind of a, a good kind of creates a good um, image of that brand to consumers and they're probably more likely to check out his scents. Um, some brands have created like a immersive experience, like a pop-up where they might have um, incorporate the scents with like candles and, you know, brand alcoholic beverages. I don't know. It's like a big crazy thing. But anyway, it's, these are like super out of the, out of the box ways that, um, these brands are trying to distinguish themselves and get that money. Um, so I thought that this was interesting. Um, I don't, I don't think this is just me. I mean, this is my anecdote, so don't, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not an insider, but I don't think fragrance has anything to worry about because if Ulta and Sephora are any to go by, um, I've seen like Ulta stockpiling perfume gift sets like it's the goddamn end of the world and they're trying to hoard all the perfume like perfume is going to be currency when they have to rebuild society like there's a ton especially around the holidays and I think I read somewhere that perfume purchases go up during the holidays um, and it makes sense because it's kind of it's a very nice gift to give people um especially if you know that they're a uh, fume head and uh you want to help add to their collection or if you know that there's a um specific perfume that they want um so I think perfume's doing just fine I think it's continuing to be innovative I think the fact that you can purchase samples either from a place like fragrance net or from sephora or from the actual perfume house's website so you can kind of sample in the privacy of your own home in your day-to-day -day life that really helps things and kind of changes the game um so i and the fact that there's even more niche brands that that are coming out because there is a demand for them all of that tells me that i think perfume doesn't have anything to worry about it's definitely getting my point so um, anyway, let me know what you think. If you think that it could, if you think that what it's doing is creative and is helping, um, is helping you know to to sell more. If you think that in comparison to other beauty, it still has to uh, have a long way to catch up. Or if you don't give a shit, you let me know that too. Um, so anyway, that's that is that. Um, the next article I am going to move on to, it's a short but sweet one from Click on Detroit, perfect for the holiday season. And it's called How to Choose the Right Perfume for the Holidays. Um, whether you're purchasing for yourself or purchasing for a friend or family member, um, it has a few short and sweet pointers to keep in mind. Um, first of all, if you're purchasing for yourself, uh, you should know kind of the scents you like, unless you're completely new. Um, in that case, you know, take your time, go to the store, spritz, 
wait if you can see how it smells on you um don't be afraid to try different types of scents or if you are seasoned perfume uh collector and maybe you know go outside the box which i need to take my own advice because uh thierry mugler i I know his scents are popular and I've smelled Angel and I've smelled Alien in the bottle, but I just haven't, and I don't like it, but I haven't spritzed it on my skin. Because as you know, anybody who collects perfume knows that not always what is in the bottle is going to smell like what's on you personally, which brings me to the first point of this article. Um, spray it on your skin and on the blotter. Um, again, everybody's skin chemistry reacts differently with a fragrance so what it smells like in the blot on the blotter that little piece of paper that you get you know to spray the perfume on to see how it's going to smell that's obviously going to smell very different than how it's going to smell on you um it's it might be a scent that when you smell it on the blotter or you hold the bottle up to your nose and it sniffs and it might smell like complete crap but on you it actually smells great um so definitely put it on your skin what I do is because I get my compulsive nature takes over when I start sniffing everything and I want to sniff like every single bottle so I'll typically sniff on sniff on the blotter I will typically spray the perfume on the blotter and then I'll take a few sniffs and it's if it intrigues me enough I'll spritz it on my skin um, if not, I'll pass to the next scent. Um, that way I can kind of save my skin real estate for scents I'm serious about. Um, and, and kind of, that kind of helps me figure out which scent to choose. Um, by the end of the day, I feel crazy. I smell crazy, especially like earlier this week when I went to Ulta, I smelled like a floral bouquet and I, and there were some scents that actually smelled good. And I tried to keep track of like where I was spraying it at. And then I totally forgot um, so I probably have to, uh, go through that whole rigmarole again if I want to buy another perfume. But anyway, definitely point is spritz the damn juice on your skin because that's going to change how, um, it smells. Um, and this article says wait a few hours before deci deciding, which makes it, it's good advice. I mean, I'm, I'm just an impatient bitch. That's no, it's no, it's not, I can't get around it. Um, but it's important to give a scent time on your skin because once it dries down, that's the scent that you will probably be smelling for the rest of the day. Um, that can often smell very different than when you're hit with the top notes because then those base notes settle in. Um, and if, you know, you'll know it's the right one when a few hours later you're still like, at least for me, I'm constantly sniffing my, arm or um well sniffing wherever I wherever the hell, the hell I smelled it usually on my arm or my wrist um so yeah if you can be patient you know if you're in the mall or at an Ulta and Ulta is located in the strip mall spritz um spritz a scent you're thinking about go out look around at other stores come back an hour you know sniff an hour later see if you still like it of course, it's also super long. If you don't like it, then you got to go through the whole process again. But um, anyway, that's their tip. Um, sorry, my brain was dead. Um, I They also mentioned that niche, and I already said this, niche is very popular. Um, if you know someone who likes um, niche brands, 
Um, you can go and, and do some research. I actually found an article that lists a couple. Um, Atelier, Frederick Mal, Laboratory Perfumes, uh, Fleur, like I mentioned earlier. I saw that one on Instagram. That's not carried in like Sephora at the mall. Um, they are very clear and trying to distinguish themselves from the mall scents. So with the inter you know, internet knowledge at your fingertips, uh, finding a niche scent is easy. As I mentioned before, um, you can purchase niche scents and samples of popular scents, uh, mainstream scents on FragranceNet, get those Sephora sampler kits, um, the coupes, like the Ulta coupons, that'll help you get a perfume at discount. And also the holiday sets are a really good deal because for the price of a single bottle, you typically get like a lotion and a body gel and sometimes a traveler. It just depends on what's included in the set. Um, so definitely check those out. And if you have any other tips, let me know. But um, may your perfume shopping be very prosperous and you find a scent that you love. Okay, so like I mentioned at the start of the episode, um, the format of this podcast will change the longer I do it, I'm sure of it, the more comfortable I get. If I ever get to a point where people more than just my friends and family, immediate family want to listen to it and I get strangers listening to it um, and I actually can get some guests, that'll definitely change the format quite a bit. Um, but I think to kind of flesh out this first episode, I'd go in, I'll go into a little bit uh, more detail about me and my fragrance journey. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm just a perfume enthusiast, total, complete amateur. I got into scent, I was 19 years old. Um, I think it was the first Christmas after graduating high school. My friend Megan, what up girl? Um, she gave me a gift card to Victoria's Secret. And this was back in the day when a gift certificate was actually uh, printed on cardstock. I know I sound like I'm 86 years old, but um, yeah, she gave that to me. And I don't even know what got it into my head, but I was like, you know what? I want to get a perfume. Um, to me, perfume represented being like very classy, sophistication. It was also very grown up. And at 19 years old, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be that. Uh, that grown-up. I wanted to be, you know, mature. I wanted to to walk by and have like a scent trail and people, you know, and the people in the scent trail's path would be like, oh, who's that lady? I need to, I need to get to know her. Um, so that was, of course, super dramatic, but that was my thought process. So I went to Victoria's Secret and I purchased Dream Angels Divine. And it's a very sweet scent. It was part of their Angels collection, which I don't know if they have those original um, scents anymore. You know, they had Divine, Heavenly, I think Halo was another one. Um, but yeah, and I wore the shit out of that fragrance. I loved it. It was just so pretty. It was so feminine. Um, it was very sweet. Uh, later on in college, I ended up working at Victoria's Secret. And I, after I finished the bottle I was on, I saw a gift set um, that it was, I think it was an, it was definitely an older gift set that we were going to bring down for semi-annual sale, which pro tip, at least when I was working at Victoria's Secret, a lot of the stuff for like the semi-annual sales are older season like panties and bras and beauty so they'll have older packaging they typically i know in my store a lot of that shit was in bins sitting up in um 
uh, in the quote unquote attic, which was just a shelf near the, the ceiling of the, the store um, in the stock room. And this set was in there and I ended up throwing away, I think the perfume bottle, cause A, I'm pretty sure the, the juice in there was already old by the time I spritzed it. And my scent, I mean, cause it had started to like change colors and that's kind of, kind of a telltale sign that the, if it doesn't smell, it might not smell bad, but the, the chemistry is breaking down. So the scent's probably not going to smell the same as it would if it's fresh. Um, and it was just a bottle of that and the bath gel, which the bath gel I used up and then I used the fragrance, but like I said, it was getting, it was old and my scent, uh, preference had started to change. That was kind of a little bit, started to smell a little bit too cloying to me. So I got rid of it. Um, but it still remains one of my favorite fragrances just for nostalgia's sake. Like I don't have it. I don't own it now. Um, like I said, I don't think I would wear it cause it is a little bit sweeter than I like right now, but um, it will always hold a special place in my heart. So that's kind of, that jump started my journey. And then from there I was addicted because I like variety. I don't know if I could be the person that has like the signature scent that wears like the same scent forever and ever. Amen. Um, I like to mix it up according to my mood, according to the seasons. Um, right now I am wearing perfume based on the season. So before I was doing a perfume of the week and just going through my entire collection, I re recently kind of rearranged it, grouped my fragrances according to seasons, and I'm just going to be wearing uh, like the, what I dubbed my fall winter collection through February. And that way I can get some use, some mileage out of some scents as well, because there are definitely a few old bottles and it's still perfectly fine. Like perfume, if it's stored properly, will last for a minute. Um... But, you know, stuff I just want to get off my vanity because um, I've had it for enough. It's time has passed. I enjoy it, yes, but I would I repurchase it? No. Um, so, yeah, I figured by doing it that way, I can get more mileage out of my scents and use a few of these scents up a little bit quicker. Um, but right now, my favorite fragrances, I have, a, I have like a core uh, set of Rider Dyes. Um, and I think if you are a perfume fragrance enthusiast, you probably have like your core set as well. Um, one of my core faves is Very Irresistible by Givenchy. Um, a friend of mine, she, we used to work together like when I was in my like early to mid 20s. Um, she liked perfume too and she told me about Very Irresistible. One day over lunch we went to the mall, I spritzed it and it's just it's just so floral and feminine but light. It's not like a powdery overpowering floral which I do not like those. I've heard this described as kind of an American in Paris, and it's very true. Like it's, um, it's, like I said, it's florally, but it's not over overpowering. It and I, it's just every time I put it on, it just makes me feel happy. It makes me feel light. It smells like that's like a great springtime scent. Um, another one is Dolce and Gabbana Light Blue. I'm actually on my second bottle, and uh, fun fact, my second bottle is like the the biggest one you can get. When my now husband and I were dating, I asked him to get me a big bottle for my birthday, and he did, and I've been working on that ever since. It's a great, like, spring, summer. It's just very clean, kind of citrusy. I get a lot of compliments whenever whenever I wear it. Um, it's just a really great classic scent. Another one that I like is Valentino Rock and Rose Couture. Now, this one, I remember sniffing it. Um, they had a sample of it in a magazine. And I smelled it and I was like, eh, whatever. But the bottle is beautiful. And that's what I love a good fragrance bottle. I love to see my vanity with all these like 
creative bottles. Um, and the bottle is round, but it's got like a like a black lace netting over it, and um, the top is black, and then there's like a bow. I think it's supposed to be like a black rose on the side, but it just looked cool, and I wanted to like it. And I remember going to Macy's, and I was just eyeballing it, and I was sniffing it in the bottle on the blotter. I just wasn't feeling it. And the lady behind the counter was super cool, and she's like, you have to spritz it and just wait until it dries down. Reemphasizing the fact that it's important <laughs> to not only spritz it on your skin, but if you can be patient, wait until the dry down. And she's like, it's really nice once it dries down. And she was not uh, lying. Um, I did as I was told. And it's, I'm, I'm learning I love like scents with rose in it. Like a lot of my favorite scents kind of have the same recurring notes. Um, but I did. And it was like a really nice rose with like a vanilla under kind of like a slightly musky vanilla, like creamy scent. And it was great, I loved it. Um, so I bought the bottle, still going through it. And um, yeah, it's still on my vanity. I don't know if they make that anymore, if it's discontinued, um, but I have to give props to that sales lady for making me see the light. I just um, regret the fact that she said to, I think meet her in the men's cologne section and she would have samples for me, but I kind of forgot what she looked like um, and I did not get my samples, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, another one of my favorites is Rockin' Rio by Escada. I was first introduced to this scent in uh, early to mid-20s. My friend Monica and I would go line dancing. Um, and her roommate Hope would sometimes join us. But we'd all go line dancing. We'd all get ready. Usually at Monica and Hope's apartment since the place we went to uh, lived closer to them than it was, you know, to my, my place. Um, and I remember Monica coming out it was like a new perfume that she had gotten and she's like oh this smells so good and she let me smell it and it was rock and rio and i loved it it was sweet and it was like kind of musky it was like a like a i guess like a sweet heat like it's very heaty like you can imagine like this is gonna sound stupid but like dancing in the streets of rio getting sweaty and having this perfume on and you know it's not that nice summer sweet scent um and of course i had to buy a bottle and I used it up and they discontinued it and I was so sad. But well, well I think it was last year. I just kind of, sometimes I'll just look on Amazon at just Google different fragrances to see. And I was like, I wonder if you're Rocket Rio, if they might've brought, brought it back. Cause I know a lot of people liked that scent. So I just did a Google search and it, it was updated packaging, but it was there. And then I um, did a little bit more research and apparently Escada like retires it and brings it back out every so often. And I caught it when they brought it back out. So I bought the big ass bottle, baby. And um, yeah, and I just, I love that scent. Like it's, you know, it is kind of sweeter. Um, like I said, I'm kind of more into like the spicy oriental um, sexy fragrances, but again, for nostalgia, it's not that bad. It's not super cloying. It's great for the, it's in my, I put it in my summer fragrance collection. Um, and I was just so happy they came back with it just because of the nostalgia attached to that and like being in my friend's bathroom and sniffing it and loving it and, you know, doing our makeup, doing our hair and getting ready to go line dancing. Um, so, yeah, Escada Rock and Rio is my jam. Um, last but not least is the new one, Gucci Guilty Absolute. I love it. Like it's that it's that floral. No, not floral. What the hell am I talking about? Like woodsy oriental spicy musky sexy scent that's perfect for fall and date night 
Um, I have not been able to get enough of it since I bought it on Wednesday. I'm going to wear it for the rest of this week. Maybe next week. I don't know. I think I will wear it for the rest of the next week. Um, so, because I was wearing a Love Spell from Victoria earlier this week. Blast from the past there, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but Gucci Guilty has easily earned a spot on my core. My core fragrances. Um, so, yeah, those are my top. I don't know how many that was. If that was four or five. But, um, yeah, those are um, the fragrances that I, my rider dies. Um if you want, let me know what your writer dyes are, um, and we can nerd out together on fragrance. Um, I do own a, some embarrassing, well, embarrassing in quotes, because I regret none of my purchasing choices. I wear all of my scents, and I am not afraid to tell people. Um, but maybe a few, a couple of scents that people might kind of like look sideways at or roll their eyes at or whatever, especially if you're a snob and you only like the niche and you look down on like mass-produced since um well get ready because these are not only mass produced but they are celebrity fragrances i know cringe 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 um so the first one is paris hilton her debut perfume i know 2002 called it wants its perfume back um but yeah i've got a bottle of that i'm not ashamed it smells clean it's it's a good it's a good scent to spray when you get out of the shower and it smells, you smell fresh as a daisy all day. No regrets with that one. And I will proudly wear it um, until the bottle's done. Uh, would I repurchase it? No. Um, but at the time I was obsessed. Again, I've had this since probably mid twenties when my friend would wear it all the time and I wanted to know what she was wearing. So I bought it. Um, but it's not bad for like a cheap um, fragrance because you can get that, you know, at I think TJ Maxx and Marshalls, Burlington, all have that in stock. You could always find it. Um, another, I guess, embarrassing fragrance I have is Justin Bieber's Someday. I know. I'm 35 years old and I'm wearing Justin Bieber. I bought it when I was in my 20s, but I think I was like 27 or 28, which doesn't make that any better. Um, I am. I did not have Bieber fever. I was super annoyed with him when he came out. Um, I didn't understand what the hype was. But again, obviously I wasn't in his target audience because um, I'm sure my parents thought the same thing when I was super into NSYNC back into the 90s and early aughts. Um, but my friend from work, the one that introduced me to Very Irresistible, um, she told me about Someday. And she said it was actually really nice. And I was like, you are kidding me. Are, are you serious? So again, on lunch break, we went to the mall and I sniffed it and I was like, holy shit, this actually smells really good. It's sweet and it's probably more of a young, a younger scent. But like I said, I DGAF, I wear it. I'm 35, 35 and alive. Um, and it's fun. It's a good scent. Like again, will I repurchase it? No, but it's fun for what it is. I think I put that in my sweet summer collection. So that'll be making its debut. Well, actually not its debut, but its reappearance um, this summer on my skin um and let's see another one. Oh, i have sjp nyc uh sarah jessica parker nyc i don't know when she came out with that fragrance my sister had it and i like the way it smelled again it's a little bit sweeter um kind of i don't know the the notes i think they these types of fragrances all have the same notes like strawberry and whatever but i like the way it smelled um did it come out around the, the first sex in the city movie I don't, I don't know. But anyway, I, I have it. Um, again, I wouldn't repurchase it, but 
it's fun. It's fun to have. It smells good. It's kind of one of those scents where you can't really go wrong. If you want something that kind of smells unoffensive, you know, for work or church or daily life, it's a good, it's a good basic scent. Yeah, whatever. Basic scent. I might be a little bit of a basic brooch, but it's my life and I'm going to live it. Um, anyway, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just spitballing. Like I said, this is awkward for a first episode podcast, but I guess we all got to start somewhere. You know, they can't all be winners. Um, so I guess I'll wrap up with kind of what I'm currently loving in fragrance, which I already told you guys. I am loving like the Oriental woodsy spicy fragrances. So the Gucci Guilty Absolute, um, Calvin Klein Euphoria, loving that. Um, stuff with like vanilla, a little creamy. The one um, fragrance I got from Fleur this year is called Hinami. I think that might be how you pronounce it. And it's got that creaminess and that, um, it's not floral, maybe citrus. I didn't, clearly I didn't look up the notes for that, but it smells really good. It's more of like a spicy scent for fall. Um, that's what I'm feeling right now. I, I guess maybe because I'm maturing and I'm, my, my fragrance preferences are changing. I don't know. Um, but that's what I'm into right now. What are you guys into right now? Let me know. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and my scent journey, my scent fragrances. Um, uh, thanks for listening. I'm going to wrap up this episode with a fun fact about perfume. And fun might be, depending on your definition of fun, whatever, it's trivia. All right. A fun fragrance fact. A fun fragrance fact. Um, yeah, so, you know, did a Google cursory search and found out a little tidbit about ambergris. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, if you don't know, ambergris is a very popular scent. Um, the raw material, if you can find it raw, it's super valuable. Um, perfumes that have this scent that's like the real deal in it are like hella expensive. Um, you will drop some coint for some ambergris. Um, the smell is described as sweet, smells like the ocean. Um, People love it. Um, it's also been, I think, the laboratories and stuff have figured out a way to make like a synthetic version. So you can get a perfume with ambergris in it um, that's not going to break the bank. But if you want the real deal, you're going to have to shell out that money, honey. Um, but anyway, did you know that um, ambergris is produced in the intestines of sperm whales? So... Uh, yeah, I think this article that I found it in, um, a website called Birdie, B-Y-R-D-I-E, um, calls it whale vomit. And so, yeah, if you have a fragrance with actual ambergris in it, that's essentially what you're wearing, whale vomit. And it smells great. Um, anyway, that concludes this, the pilot episode of Frag Chat with the Fragrance Check. Thank you for listening um, to this awkwardness. Hopefully it'll get better. Um, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to be optimistic. It is going to get better. Um, if you have any tips on how I can improve or if you have any topics you want to see um, discussed or hear discussed, because this is a podcast, not a video, um, hit me up. On, I'm on Instagram at Snappy Scribe. That is, it's S-N-A-P-P-Y-S-C-R-I-B-E. 
Um, that is the name of a blog that I also write that's not really fragrance related. It has a bunch of other shit on it like running. I just did a Spartan race. If you want to check that out, it's thesnappyscribe.com. I'm also on Facebook at The Snappy Scribe. Um, leave me a comment there. I, If I keep up the, this podcast, I probably will create social media accounts um, for the podcast itself. But until then, I'm going to be lazy and just contact me through there if you have any tips or podcast recording tricks, anything you want uh, me to cover, um, or if you want to tell me to go to hell do that too. Um, anyway, guys, I hope you have in a great, well, I don't know if this is going to be up in time for the weekend, but anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. And, uh, what are you wearing? That's creepy. Sorry. <laughs>